Hi friends, and welcome to another episode of the Oakham Church Podcast. Okay, so today is mainly going to be me reading you the letter from Paul to Philemon. Um, But all of that needs to kind of wait and be put on pause while I start today by doing a kind of brief recap, because for anyone who didn't listen to the previous episode, shame on you, joking. And for anyone who didn't catch the message on Sunday, this might seem a little bit weird on the podcast, um, kind of in regards to how they normally go. Um, So to start today, I want to do a kind of brief recap of what we looked at last time. So the word that we're focusing on in this new season and this new series that we find ourselves in, this word that we're focusing on was metamorphosis. And these are talking about the themes like transformation and change and adapting and turning. And by looking at Paul's letters, we see that there's this invitation to kind of participate or join in or or cooperate or even I said on Sunday dance with this mystery that is reality this mystery that is life this mystery even that is God and our verse that this whole series is kind of going to hinge on is taken from one of Paul's letters 2 Corinthians 3.16 which says this and we all with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory and are being transformed into his image in ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So this is the main question we asked really last week. If Christianity isn't just about this one-time thing, this one-time event that gets us this golden ticket into heaven, and if it isn't this kind of fire insurance from hell then what is it all about? What is this faith? What is Christianity? What is our spirituality? Why are we here? And Paul is saying here in this verse, along with many, many others, as we'll see over this series, that it is all about transformation. Transformation in this ever-increasing glory. So the idea is that if that seed that's planted in you, this this kind of divine DNA, this God's image and likeness, to use the, the Genesis language, if that is already inside all of us, then what happens as we metamorphosis, what happens as we transform, is that that seed, that divine DNA, that image and likeness is beginning to grow and expand and unfold. That's dramatic and that's expansive and that's inclusive and that's way bigger than any idea like the golden ticket to heaven or the fire insurance from hell of Christianity. And so how does this work is the next question. How does this transformation take place? Well, Paul even says in this verse in 2 Corinthians, it's a mystery. Paul and before him Jesus both said it works through the wind. The Hebrew word is ruach. It means wind, but it also means breath and it also means spirit. The Greek word is pneuma, 
and it means wind, but it also means breath and it also means spirit. Last week we saw how difficult it is to kind of even describe the transformation, to even kind of pin it down, to even put names and words to what's going on. It's why Jesus spent so much time talking about what the kingdom is like. It's why Jesus used parable after parable after parable to try and put words to it. And it was never, this is what the kingdom of God is. It was the kingdom of God is like this, or the kingdom of heaven is like that. And it's why we get these difficult to describe, difficult to pin down, difficult to name things like the wind. It's hard to describe an idea like the wind. We don't know where it comes from and we don't know where it's going. But we can recognise it. Just like with the wind, you can see its effects, can't you? You can see it blowing someone's washing on a line. You can see a bird using the thermals to hover in the sky. You can see it rustling through the leaves and, and and the trees and the branches. You can see the effects of the wind. And in the same way, with metamorphosis, it's hard to describe. We don't know where it comes from and we don't know where we're going, but we can see the effects. When you see someone, someone that you haven't seen for a while, or even sometimes someone who you have seen for a while, and they just seem or feel different. There's just, you can't put your finger on it, but there's something about them that is changed, something about them that is new. We also saw last time that you can't manufacture transformation. This isn't something that we can force or make happen. This isn't, this podcast isn't three easy steps to transformation. It doesn't work like that. Transformation isn't something that happens, it's something that happens to you. You don't choose it, you don't control it, it happens unto you. But we saw that even though we can't manufacture it, we can cooperate with it. We can converse with it. We can dance with it. So the choice is you can resist it or you can surrender to it. You can allow it. You can dance with this transformation because either way change is inevitable. So it's what we do with that change that makes the difference. Are we going to fight against it? Are we going to dig in our heels and, and clench our fists and refuse to embrace this change? Or are we going to allow it? It's why Jesus doesn't say, I've taken up this cross for you so you don't have to. No. Jesus says, you do it. Take up your cross daily and walk. Follow me. There are ways that we're invited to cooperate with this mysterious wind that's blowing through our lives. And then finally, last time, we saw that there is this pattern. There is this way that we can recognise the effects, just like the wind in the branches. There is this pattern or this shape to this that we looked at and we based it around these four words. Gratitude, honouring, seeing and what now? Now, this pattern... This shape isn't about kind of moving in this linear way, like we go from gratitude into honouring, into seeing, into what now, and then, da-da, we have arrived. We are transformed. 
No, it cycles around, it spirals, it flows back and forth, it's ongoing, it has seasons. One day in one situation you can find yourself in that area of gratitude and then you can find yourself in honouring. But don't fall for the idea that that means then all of a sudden you're going to have eyes to see because the next day you may be back in gratitude again. It doesn't work in this linear, straight line kind of way. Now, Paul's life and Paul's letters reveal this pattern. And Paul is a fantastic example of transformation. What he finished up as was very different to how he started. The Saul that we see at the beginning of his story is very different than the Paul that we see at the end. And it was both this quick and slow process. You see, Paul did have this instant blinding experience on the Damascus Road where his life was changed, but it took a while. He didn't start travelling and church planting and letter writing until 18 years later. It's not either or. It's not quick or slow. It's not dualistic. It's both and. And then last time... Um, on Sunday and on the pod, I encourage you to read through Philemon at some point this week. Now, in spite of some academic debates, it's quite probable that these are the earliest words written down that we have about Christianity. Chronologically, this letter that Paul wrote, we believe, is the first of Paul's letters. And Paul wrote these letters before the Gospels were put together. So this is about 30 years after the death, burial and resurrection of Jesus. So these words written down about Jesus by a man who never actually physically met him. And so on Sunday, I uh, encouraged you and invited you and even challenged you to read the letter to Philemon. And one of the things that I said was you could have this read to you. And so that's what I'm going to do now. So if you haven't gotten round to reading Philemon yet, then you're about to hear it. If you have read Philemon already, fantastic, but you're about to hear it. So here is Philemon. I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, and Timothy, our brother, to Philemon, our dear friend and fellow worker, also to Aphia, our sister, and Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church that meets in your home. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I always thank my God as I remember you in my prayers, because I hear about your love for all his holy people, and your faith in the Lord Jesus. I pray that your partnership with us in the faith may be effective in deepening your understanding of every good thing we share for the sake of Christ. Your love has given me great joy and encouragement because you, brother, have refreshed the hearts of the Lord's people. Therefore, Although in Christ I could be bold and order you to do what you ought to do, yet I prefer to appeal to you on the basis of love. 
It is as none other than Paul, an old man and now also a prisoner of Christ Jesus, that I appeal to you for my son, Onesimus, who became my son while I was in chains. Formerly, he was useless to you, but now he has come become useful both to you and to me. I am sending him, who is my very heart, back to you. I would have liked to keep him with me so that he could take your place in helping me while I am in chains for the gospel. But I did not want to do anything without your consent, so that any favour you do would not seem forced, but would be voluntary. Perhaps the reason he was separated from you for a little while was that you might have him back forever, no longer as a slave, but better than a slave, as a dear brother. He is very dear to me, but even dearer to you, both as a fellow man and as a brother in the Lord. So, if you consider me a partner, welcome him as you would welcome me. If he has done you any wrong or owes you anything, charge it to me. I, Paul, am writing this with my own hand. I will pay it back. Not to mention that you owe me your very self. I do wish, brother, that I may have some benefit from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in Christ. Confident of your obedience, I write to you, knowing that you will do even more than I ask. And one more thing, Prepare a guest room for me, because I hope to be restored to you in answer to your prayers. Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus, sends you greetings. And so do Mark, Aristarchus, Demas and Luke, my fellow workers. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. Just a couple of pointers, really. Um, Notice that Paul doesn't deny where he is right off the bat in this letter, does he? He doesn't try to downplay the fact that he is in prison. He hasn't got his head buried in the sand. He's not trying to ignore it or pretend that it's not happening, hope it'll go away. No. Instead, he says, here's how it is. I'm in prison and that sucks. But I am grateful. And when I read that, and when I think about that, it makes me go, wait, what? That sounds crazy. But he's grateful because he is finally able to see past his own circumstances. He's able to see the story that's being told that is bigger than Paul himself. See, it's so easy and so natural for me to only see and only think about and only care about my own circumstances and the daily stuff of my life. I see things with my eyes, from my perspective. It's all about me. But not for Paul here. Yes, he's in prison, but he's not dwelling on that. He's able to see that there's more going on than just him and his stuff. So that's it. Short and sweet this week. 
Um, So I just want to thank you for spending some time with us. Thank you for listening as I read the letter to Philemon to you. Um, If you've got time, it might be good for you to go and read back over it yourself or read it in a different version. That was the NIV that I read from. So you might want to read from a different translation. You might want to try listening to this again, but listening in a different environment. So if you listen to this podcast the first time in your house, then maybe next time go out on a walk or do something different or try listening lying down or standing up or whatever. Just change the posture, change your environment, change the way you're listening and viewing things and see what happens. See what you can notice about this fourfold pattern. See what you can notice about this this gratitude and this honouring and this seeing and this go forthing. So friends, until next time, grace and peace.